Yo, 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 what's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 201 on how to scale your clothing brand business the right way. This episode is sponsored by Harley Initiated Studios, the number one platform for men's growth where real men talk real shit. Let's get it. So welcome back, millionaires. We got an amazing conversation coming to you guys for yet another million dollar conversation to help you guys become before you arrive. We had tons of episodes where we talk about building brands, building businesses, building clothing brands. And I got an amazing brother here that is new to the Atlanta scene, but is not new to building a profitable business by far. So I'm super excited to bring this conversation to you guys. We got Sharif Gordon in the building, the CEO of So Chosen. And man, just put the camera on my man's right there. Put the camera on my man's. What's going on? What's going on? Hey, it's, it's, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you, brother. So we was just chopping it up for a good amount of time and just talking about your story and your, and your brand. And one thing that was interesting that I would love to like just highlight to the people, because I think this will really get us you know, started in the right direction, is how you started the brand, you know, with $25, right? And mm-hmm. what that really looked like and the, the the mindset you had to have to start that brand and to really push that brand with $25. Let's, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now for sure. So I started the brand with $25 and I had a credit card as well with a $500 limit. Mm-hmm. So I used a credit card to get my first bit of products and I kept the 25 in my pocket. I'm like, this is the last I got. I can't get rid of this. If mm-hmm. I got to get gas or something, I need this. So, yeah, I just started from there with that. Started with the, the 500. And, man, were you, like, at all hesitant to, like, I mean, granted, you had $25, but when it came to that $500 limit on the credit card, were you at all hesitant at one point to touch that credit, to use that credit? Like, what was that experience? Yeah, now, when I first got the credit card, I was, I'm not going to lie, because I didn't know too much about credit and what it was like. I just know you could you have a credit score and there's a way to build it, but I ain't know like the in-between. Mm-hmm. So I was hesitant at first, but at this point when I was getting ready to launch the brand, I was just hungry. So I'm like, man, this is all I got. God mm-hmm. blessed me with this credit card. I just got to use it. So I used it and it worked to my advantage for sure. Right. Now I can only imagine it um, as far as what you know now and just using it, making the mistakes, you know, learning the lessons and things like that. What would you do differently or what was like something that you really learned about leveraging credit to build a business and build a brand? So for one, when I first started like running Facebook ads, I was overspending like crazy. Like I got an American Express gold card. And I hooked that up to my Facebook ads and I was just seeing the traction, how well it was doing. So I'm like, man, today I'm a pumping a hundred dollars. Today I'm a pumping 200, not realizing that it was adding up. So I look at my American Express card and it'd be like a fat bill. Like I had the funds to cover it, but I'm like, damn, this is. Mm. A lot of money. So I had to slow down in that aspect of things, but that's pretty much it. I don't have any regrets or anything like that. Right. So, man, pushing them Facebook ads, like, did you, because that's a scary thing too, right? You're talking about sure. credit. Now you're talking about Facebook ads. These are two things that are foreign to most people Definitely. and things that people don't want to really touch uh, by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, did you have any help with your Facebook ads or that was another thing that you just did through trial and error? Yeah, not nah, for sure. So I, the first course I ever took talked about Facebook ads. So mm. I took what I learned from there and just implemented it into my brand. And it worked pretty well, to be honest. I didn't start off with too much money. Like I probably invested like 10 bucks a day mm-hmm. just to see how it worked and things of that nature. But once I got the hang of it, definitely took off. Gotcha. So you really took the course just to kind of get the ins and outs. And then after that was just trial and error. Yeah. I took the course to see what I could like pick up. Like when I take courses, I leave the courses with like what relates to me. I don't take all the information. You know? And it was only the Facebook ads. So I'm like, man, this gotta be God. Mm, damn. As you should do that. And so you started the brand in December of 2020. Yes, sir. And you, you mentioned to me on the phone how, you know, from there, you, you picked up another job mm-hmm. so that you can fund the business. Let, let's right. talk about that experience on the mindset you got to be in, the type of hustle, the mode that you got to be in to pick on another job mm-hmm. that was solely, like the, the sole purpose of that job was to fund the business. Right. Talk about that experience. Okay, so before I started the brand in 2020, I had a pizza delivery job, nothing too crazy. It was a pandemic. I was just trying to, you know, make some quick cash to keep mm-hmm. things flowing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, once I lost that job, that just turned my hunger up like, hundred times more. Um, I got the idea to start the brand. And um, in January, I didn't have much money. Like I said, I started with $25. So I'm like, man, let me just face it and, and go back to work. Like, 
when I left that pizza job, I'm like, man, I'm never working for anyone again, man. Forget this. But I had to face reality, turn my ego off, and just go back to that job. So I picked up a security job. I was doing like 4 a.m. to 3 p.m. shifts, just trying to pick up that cash to invest into my business. And it worked out pretty well. Mm -hmm. Why do you think so many entrepreneurs, uh, especially nowadays, when you make that leap into entrepreneurship, why is it so hard for so many entrepreneurs to go back into working a job or, you know, stepping into that employment space after they already had like a taste of entrepreneurship? Mm, yeah. So for me personally, it was just like the, like in entrepreneurship, you're your own boss. You, mm. you really have to show up for yourself. You have to tell yourself what to do. And when you go back to a job, it's like someone else is controlling you. Someone else is telling you when to show up, telling you when to leave, telling you when you could eat your lunch, like. You just don't want to live like that. Mm -hmm. I know I don't want to live like that, but yeah, that's the word right there. <laughs> facts, facts. It's just something about having somebody um, telling you and, and giving you a, a schedule and, and kind of telling you how to move and groove. Right. That makes sense. But one thing I did learn about being in those spaces that you also still have to have the discipline to create that for yourself, though. That's right? facts. Even though you're an entrepreneur, you know, you still need to create a schedule like this is when I'm going to take lunch. This is what I'm going to be doing from 10 to 12. This is what I'm going to be doing from one to three, right? Mm -hmm. Like creating those schedules and those blocks. Yeah, that structure is important. Yeah, you, where you focusing on, you have a focus. For sure. Um, what did that focus and what did that structure look like for you? So for me, I just, I just, I just, it was pretty simple to be honest because when I first started, I wasn't getting that many orders. So I would have a process. Like I would do the 4 a.m. to 3 p.m. shift. Um, while I'm at work, it was a security job, so I would just sit at a desk all day and open a garage. So I had time on the side, so I'll be watching like podcast interviews and things of that nature. And I'll also be creating new designs and stuff for my brand. So while I'm on their time, I was on my time as well and just, you know, making it work. So <clears throat> I would do that. I'll be on Twitter promoting all day at work. Like I will go on Twitter and look up black owned clothing and people will be tweeting like, um, I'm looking for a black-owned clothing brand to support, so I would just plug my link in under every tweet I saw until they blocked me from being able to do that. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I got home, some days I would have like five to ten orders just from doing that. So I would pack those up, take them to the post office, ship them, go to sleep, wake up, do the same thing the next day. Man, so you said you was putting your your tag on Twitter? Yeah, I would go on Twitter and just look up black-owned clothing. There would be people tweeting, like, I'm looking for black-owned clothing brands. Like, just a lot of tweets of people saying that. So I would just plug my link in underneath, like, check us out. But why would they Why would they block you from doing that if that's what people were asking for? Twitter, they're just haters. <laughs> <laughs> no, facts. <laughs> I mean, shit, Elon, Elon just bought that joint. They shouldn't be blocking yeah, you nah, for doing for that sure. now. Yeah, nah, that was in 2020, but yeah, we should be good now if I were to try that method again. That's a bet. Hey, Tim, turn my, uh, turn my headphones down just a little bit. Um, Mike, uh, headphones too. Just a little bit, yeah. There we go, there we go. Cause that that horn go crazy. <laughs> I, I'm like, yo, you can turn me up a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, there we go. Okay, bet, bet. So, all right, man. So you uh you you started the brand in December uh 2020. Uh, you got the the security job in January, and then from there you were grinding, and then you said by May you invested in another course. That's right. And talk talk about the investment into yourself, like just this 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 confidence that you have to not only invest in one course so you can understand the skill of ads and marketing and stuff like that then to invest in the other course uh with, with Tez mm -hmm. like talk about that experience and just the confidence that you had in yourself to make this shit pop yeah not for sure like and I'm gonna be honest I ain't have 100% confidence in myself at first like I was truly just banking off faith mm -hmm. and actually working like I thank God for that to this day mm -hmm. but um from January to May, like you said, I was just grinding it out. And then on my lunch break that one day, I saw Dantez's course. Mm -hmm. I saw an ad for it. And I'm like, it's $97, man. I got that. I could invest into myself. And this isn't the first time I saw it. I'm like, man, it's probably the fifth time I'm seeing it. So it's probably meant for me to, you know, get in tune with it. So I got his course. And then from there, like I said, it just took off. Like I learned how to run the Facebook ads. And it was up from there. Yeah. And uh, our, our listeners are, you know, pretty familiar with Tez as we had him on the show a couple months back mm -hmm. uh, and his episode you know did some numbers as far as like motivating the people like from the things that and you a person that when you get these courses you taking the things that are relevant to you right. which is what all people should do like I don't think that any one person should buy a course and look at that course to like lead them to the promised land alone right exactly. you still got to take some type of application and reflect on what it is that you're trying to get out of it like what were some of the thing the main things that changed for you uh, whether in your mindset and your creativity, you know, since investing in that in that course. 
Mm-hmm. So mindset for sure. Like Tez, he he's just on go. Like he's he's active. So his words were just powerful to me. Like they stuck with me. I saw his enthusiasm. I saw how confident he was in what he was teaching. And that honestly just boosted my confidence. I'm like, if, if a brother that looks like me can do this, I can definitely do this too. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, and I actually got a chance to chop it up with him. Like fast forward to December of 2021, I made 40,000 a month, like just from his course in general. So mm. I give him uh, my hats off to him for that. But yeah, I definitely, it definitely boosted my mindset like a lot. Man. What was the, what was the main, what do you think was like the main like a uh, generator of that that forty k month was it the change of your products was it like a a, a change of marketing what was the biggest yeah, thing so it was a mix of the Instagram ads or Facebook ads and influencer marketing so one day I'm not sure if you know his there's just YouTuber named King Sid um one day he just DM me it was like six a.m. I remember I was dropping my girlfriend off at work and um I checked my phone I'm like oh snap this is a dope influencer he DM me like yo bro can you send me one of your sets. And I'm like, all right, bet I'm on it right away. So I sent him about four of them. And not even, I want to say three days later, he was posting them. So mm. I got the notification that he tagged me. And this was like the first influencer I ever got in my clothes. Mm-hmm. And it had like 50,000 likes in an hour. I'm like, dang. And then that's, that just brought a lot of traction. I screenshotted those pictures right away, posted them to my page, and ran ads on them instantly. Wow. As you should, right? That's the best sure. way to do it. Once you get them and they posting that fire content. You never know. They, might, they could delete it. You never know. Never know. Okay. Never know. And did you have him, did you like screen share it or did you have him send it, send you the video too? Oh no, I just had him. It was just pictures. Like he took some quick pics. Oh, got uh, you. Yeah. At, at the gas station, I just screenshot him. That makes sense. That makes sure. sense. What would be some advice you would give to our, our new entrepreneurs and, and, you know, clothing designers of the world out there who are, you know, what's the best way to go about influencer marketing? Like, Cause I'm sure people who have, you know, these uh, brands that are growing, they mm-hmm. probably start now to get uh, influencers, whether micro or macro influencers, reaching mm-hmm. out to them, asking them for merch, or they are themselves shopping around for influencers. What's like the best way for, you know, brands to go about shopping around for these influencers? Right. So for one, you don't have to start big. Like when we think of influencers, we think big, like right. a rapper or some dope entrepreneur out here, but you can honestly start small. Like there's a lot of people on TikTok nowadays with hundreds of thousands of followers, tens of thousands of followers. You can honestly start there. But if you do want to shoot for the stars, I would try to get to the people around that influencer. So me personally, I go through their page to see if they're like tagged in any pictures with anyone like they're, they're close with. Um, and I'll just DM that person. Usually they'll have like 4,000, 10,000 followers, nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. There's a better chance they'll see the DM than the actual influencer. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the people, go through the people around them for, for sure. But I would definitely start small, like with smaller influencers, people who are popping on TikTok, people who just, you know, fit what you're trying to get popping. Mm, that makes sense. Starting small and, and definitely. you know, with the, with the micro influencers, would, th- this is the buzzword that I'm hearing, right? Micro influencers. Oh, that's the term for like the. Yeah, bro. I'm even hearing, <laughs> I'm even hearing like influencers brand themselves as micro influencers when they, when they have less than a hundred thousand followers some less than 50,000 they like branding themselves like these micro influencers um has that has that ever backfired on you uh at all have you ever had a story where you know invested in an influencer where it didn't go as planned or didn't produce the numbers you were looking for yeah no it did but I never really like spent money to invest into an influencer honestly I would just send them like free clothes hoping that they'll wear them like I would never have a conversation like can you wear this post it and blah 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 I would just send it to them hoping that they would, right? Oh, wow. Just, yeah, that's, just, that's bold. Just, <laughs> how, how would you get them? the So all right, so you go into these, and I'm assuming they have like a P.O. box in their yeah, de- for description sure. or something like yeah, that? Yeah, or they'll let me know the P.O. box in the DM. But a lot of them do have a P.O. box in their bio, so that's definitely a bonus. But um, like I was trying to shoot for the stars and go for like little Baby, right? So I hit one of his boys up. I was able to get his boy to close and... um sent something for a little baby like I labeled it for him and everything I'm like I'm sending this for baby and all that but uh, he never ended up wearing it but I'm like that's cool I'm not I'm not really tripping about it I was just you know trying to take a risk you know mm-hmm. just trying <laughs> to take the risk trying to take that risk man like just talk like do you do, would you say at this point you are a pretty risk adverse person like you oh, you, man, you welcome I'm, the risk I'm a risk taker I love risk you love risk I love a risk what would be some advice for you know the person who is having the conversation with you, and you can see all over their face that 
they shy away from risk, how mm-hmm. they can become more risk adverse or how they can ease into bringing on more risk because the, the greater the risk, honestly, truly, the, the greater the reward. For sure. And with me, I don't ease into the risk. I dive straight in because, I mean, I just look at it like it has to work or it has to work, you know? Mm. There, it, it just has to. Like, if you have the mindset that it's going to work, then it, there, it should go no other way, you know what I'm saying? It got to work. So it got to work or it got to work. So you don't have no plan Bs, no... You no know. plan Bs, bro. No plan Bs. Talk about that. Why, why not have a, a plan B? Like, why not have something else that you can fall back on? Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you invest and really put all of your energy into your plan A, it should work. It definitely should work. Even if you have to take a slight detour, I wouldn't consider that a plan B. That's just God's way of showing you, like, hey, I ain't want it to work this way for you. I have something greater in store for you. So if you have to take a minor detour on your plan A, that's cool. Don't don't take a step back like, oh, man, what am I going to do now? Uh, should I think of something else to do? Nah, just continue to go through it, see it through. You're still going to get there taking that detour. I think that's a really good point. And, and sometimes the detour isn't you stepping back. The, t- the detour is meant for you to learn something different to bring right. you back to the plan A. That's a fact. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and, and, and I think a lot of humans nowadays, especially when you got social media out here that – is always putting us in this bucket of comparison where we have the audacity where we now are almost like so egocentric where we rushing God to bring us the blessings that we think like, oh, because I want to start a clothing brand, this clothing brand got to make $40,000 a month by next month, right? right? And we won't have the patience. And if it doesn't, we'll fall back. And now we start thinking about a plan B. We start putting our focus into other things Mm -hmm. where you know, timing is divine. Like, I truly believe that timing is, is it doesn't even exist to where we think, like, what we think and how we understand it. Like, the clock, that's, to me, that's not really time. At all. Right? <laughs> time is just, like, it's circumstance, appearances, like, situations. That's all time. And these things happen out of our control. And I think that sometimes when we have an idea, we think that things have to happen on our time, not taking into consideration that there's a whole nother law in effect here. Damn, that's crazy. So I really like how you said that detour is, is really just slight to kind of bring you to a, a, another place. For sure. Um, have you had any detours that kind of took you to another place and helped you pick up new skills, learn new lessons that made you a better business owner? Yeah, so when I when I ran up my American Express credit card, like I couldn't use it anymore. So that's what I was using to run my ads, and I wasn't going to just use my personal cash to run them. So I'm like, man, maybe I should just take a step back from running the ads and try to organic organically market my brand so i've honestly been doing that for the last eight months Mm. just organically marketing no ads and just making it work it's been tough i'm not gonna lie to you but i've learned so much i've made so many connections and i've I've been able to you know build a a strong community i I make my supporters feel like family like we're just a tight-knit unit now so that's been dope I can imagine it's a totally different experience, sure. you know, especially when the, the purpose of the content is to be organic. Exactly. Like you got to create that content from a totally different lens. You got to be more, uh, you can't be so upfront mm-hmm. with the sales, sales pitches, right? You got to wow. be more uh, uh, subtle with the sales pitches sure. for, for organic marketing and things like that. So what were like, what was like some of the biggest changes you probably made in like how you create content mm-hmm. to specifically fit organic marketing and, and, and get those organic traffic? Right. So I just forced myself to get in front of the camera more like with ads. You could just take a picture of a product and post it, run the ad on it. But I'm like, if this is organic, people actually got to see me in my clothes, see me moving around, see how it fits and things of that nature. So I just had to get more comfortable doing that. Mm. Do you think that's a, that's important for uh, brand owners, especially when first starting out, to like take on the responsibility of being the face of the brand. It definitely is because, like, if, if you're not gonna rock your own stuff or be the face of it, how would you ever expect anyone else to? Mm. That's a that's a good point. Is it important to have a brand page and a personal brand page, or like, can you put all this on one like one one page? Yeah, I would definitely separate it. Separate have a brand page and personal. Mm. It's two different brands. What will be like? What's the because if you rocking your clothes, what will be like the difference between your personal brand and the, and the, the brand page? Mm. What do you mean by that? Like, if you are putting out content on your personal, mm-hmm. what will be the differences of the content that you might only put on the the brand page? I got you. So on my personal page, I would just post like pictures in my clothes, nothing too crazy. But on the brand page, that's when I'm going crazy with like the reels, the videos, throwing music in, like 
getting mm-hmm. kind of cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Giving people a feel of what the clothes are like. Giving people a feel of what I'm like. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Just what the brand represents. Like my brand is a spiritual and urban brand. Like the name of it is so chosen. I, I honestly feel like we're all divinely chosen to be here in our own ways. We all have a chosen purpose, whether you figured it out yet or not. Mm-hmm. We do. It's instilled within us before we get here. So that's really what my brand is built around. Mm. I, I love that. And I love that. how you so like authentically really like pick like put that those words into uh, perspective mm-hmm. like uh, of the meaning of the brand being sure. chosen. And I was just having this conversation last week about how every day we're chosen and going back to that uh, that ego, people ignore the clear signs of purpose when they have these ideas and they choose not to put it down on paper and, and put it into motion and things right. like that. So wh- how did that name, like what was the aha moment where you was like, I want to start this clothing brand and I'm thinking of the name, oh, so chosen. Like wh- what was that moment like? Mm-hmm. So I was actually scrolling through Instagram one day and I was just seeing like a lot of dope brands and I ain't have my brand at the moment. So I'm like, dang, yo, I see a lot of people doing this. I feel like this is something I can do. Like, I always love getting dressed, like throwing that shit on. I don't know if I can curse on you. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, free speech platform. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love putting that shit on. But so I'm like, man, I could definitely start a brand, but I don't want it to just be anything, like anything basic. I want it to be something that literally everyone can relate to. So, so chosen, honestly, just popped in my head one day. Like I said, it was an instant download from the most high. I just felt like I had to run with it. Like, it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I put it down on paper. I'm like, man. I'm gonna come back to this. I, I can't get to it right now, but I'm gonna be back for hey, sure. <laughs> hey, I, I love that he used that download, right? For that sure. download that really showed that you tapped in, bro. Yeah, and I could sure. I could really see, you know, now it makes sense, right? So mm-hmm. chosen. You got the locks growing, yes, man. Sir. The downloads, <laughs> man. Everything's making sense to me. Yes, Everything's sir. making sense. So you got that download, so chosen, and I, I, purpose is really the main thing where you can see people on their purpose by the success that they have. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense you know, that you have in the success that you have. And it makes sense that you have the organic following and, and the following that you get and that the brand is, you know, really speaking to people because it's not something that came out of comparison. That's right. Right. It's not something that came from you looking at other other clothing brands or you looking at other people and seeing what they doing on Instagram or Twitter or whatever and mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to start my version of this. Right. It was a download, which right. means it was meant for you. Exactly. And that's a that's a really um that's a really powerful, uh, powerful way to move out of purpose. And then in terms of creativity mm-hmm. of now you getting this download and now putting this download into or uploading right now, mm-hmm. uploading sure. it and, and, and creating it physically. Mm-hmm. What would what would you say has been like the, the, the biggest things that have helped you turn these ideas into products? as far as like the designs, like are you creating your own designs or do you kind of just have them and you have a, an editor? Like mm-hmm. what about for the people that aren't as creatively inclined and, and right. can't draw and do these things? Yeah, not for sure. So when I first started, I was creating all of my designs for free on Canva. Like it's an app called Canva, that's C-A-N-V-N. Bro, that John is uh is definitely underrated. Super underrated, super underrated. But yeah, I started designing on Canva. It was It was pretty simple to start off like, Growing up, my mom worked at Gap, so she used to have us in Gap all the time. And I always realized how simple Gap was. Just a simple logo across the chest, simple logo across the pants, nothing too crazy. Mm -hmm. So when I first started designing, I'm like, man, this could honestly be simple because at the end of the day, I'm not selling clothes. I'm selling the message. I'm selling the purpose, right? Mm. So I started just creating simple logos on Canva. Like, it literally just says, so chosen across, and then EST 2020 at the bottom. Like, the year I launched, nothing too crazy. But Canva's definitely a gem. Mm. Sure. So you just started off there mm-hmm. and uh, you just played with so many, like, what what does the creative process look like for you? Like, do you have days where you say, okay, I'm about to get into the lab or do these downloads just come and you just mm-hmm. instantly get to work? Like, what does the process look like for you to creating a product? All right. So now I have a designer. So if I have an idea, I'll just shoot it over to him and he'll get right on it and, and turn up. Like, he's he's a truth. He, that's, what, that's his profession. Mm. And what I learned was, like, the things we hate doing, someone out there loves doing right and really good at it really good at it great at it so yeah i found a designer now but when i first started doing it myself my creative process was just patience honestly like i would just try a lot of new things if i didn't like something i would still save it come back to it later and i might like it you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> so i was just very patient with myself and um i got opinions from other people as well to see 
Because, you know, sometimes our minds get clouded, like, just focusing on our work. Like, we got to make sure other people like it as well, you know? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm selling this to others. I'm, I'm not just wearing it for myself. So I definitely got a lot of opinions, but patience. Mm. I, I like that. And I, I like how you bring in a perspective, like, literally things we just had conversations about, Sharif. Like, uh, you you getting this designer. Mm-hmm. Um, we were having this conversation on uh, episode 199 about, like, you know, not having to figure out the how. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get these downloads where it's, this is the what, but we allow ourselves to get so stuck in, in our tracks because we trying to overthink the how. Like, yeah, how am I going right. to get it done? I don't know how to do this. How am I going to figure that out? And it's, sometimes it's not the how, that's the question, it's the who. Exactly. So as far as, like, again, investing in yourself, investing into your brand, having that unconditional, unwavering faith that mm-hmm. is going to work, like, what is like, what do you think is the difference between you and most people that like just take an idea and say, okay, now is the time where I put this person in place instead of having it on myself. And then now that you have them in place, what has that changed for your processes and your systems to be able to create so more, you know, so much, so much more freely? All right. Yeah. So it definitely gave me a lot more time because creating design is kind of time consuming. I like doing things like running ads or creating content and just building in general. But when I figured out that I can find people to create the designs, it, it honestly just, it was the best film in the world. Cause that was the hardest part for me starting off, not gonna lie. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to look dope. Like like you were saying earlier, we, we get on social media, see a lot of brands and we kind of feel like, oh, we should be doing this. We, we got to keep up with them. That was definitely me at first. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like as of recent, I've just tapped into like turning my ego off and just seeing things for what they are truly, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So um, <clears throat> my bad. No, you're good. And, I mean, and it's and to give the people more more insight too on the process because you know some people might have the 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 misconception that getting a designer means that these are these per these are these people's ideas, right? But the downloads still come from you, and exactly. you still explaining them to the designers. Right. It's more so them having the creative expression to like maybe make the S look a certain way exactly. or, you know, drag the logo across this shirt a certain mm-hmm. way. Like that, that, that's the pretty, the concept, right? Yeah. So nowadays, like my designer, he's a, he's a lot more patient with me. Like we build a decent relationship. So if I don't like something, he'll tweak it. Um, <clears throat> but at first he was kind of like stiff on me. He's like, nah, bro, I can't, I can't revise it. I just need the money up front, blah, blah, blah. But I, I was patient with him. I took the time to build a solid relationship. So now he's just on go. Like if I have an idea, he'll get to it right away. And like I said, if I see something I don't like, he'll fix it. But yeah, building a relationship is definitely important with a graphic designer if you're in this space. Mm, that's big, and um, sure. I'm sure that patience played a huge part. But like, what were some of the like at first? That sounds like a pretty big challenge of like dealing with this. Like, did you have any thoughts like that it wasn't going to work out? Did you have other designers in the tuck to mm-hmm. kind of like uh, keep things pushing while you were still figuring out the relationship with this one? Yeah, so I had like a top four, but. He was my number one. Like, he made the best. Of, his his work was the best. So I'm like, I'm going to stick with him regardless. Mm-hmm. The other three, they were kind of busy. Like, they're, they're bigger designers. They have <clears throat> other clients and things of that nature. But I found a smaller one. Like, there's this method on Instagram where you can go on there and type in .std. That means studio. A bunch of studio graphic designers will pop up, like, just flooded. And when you click on their profile, they'll have just a bunch of designs that can be changed. Like, if you like it, you could DM them and purchase it. <clears throat> for about like $25, however however much they're going for. But that's a solid method. That's how I find my designer. Hey, Tim, bro, drop that air horn real quick, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a bar right there. I didn't even know sure. Instagram had a feature like that. Yo. You just gave folks some serious games. Yes. Like, that's how people can really leverage. Again, another way you can leverage these social media platforms, instead of going on there, scrolling, scrolling your life away, you looking, you seeing all these ass pictures or you seeing all these half naked folks, like you can really be intentional Working. with the time that you're spending on there. Yeah, I don't look at it as fun anymore. I look at it as like a gig. Research, like market there. research. Yeah, I'm on there to, to, to get busy. Mm, dot S-T-E or S-T-D? Dot S-T-D, stands for studio. Man, and most people not even going... Because, bro, now we think of STD as something totally yeah, exactly. different, right? So they mine like, somewhere else. They, they mind automatically going somewhere. Even when you said it, I'm pretty sure some yeah, people's minds went somewhere sure. else. Like, <laughs> like, like, bro, come on now. Pay attention. He trying to give y'all some game. You got to lock bro. in, man. So, all right, word. So switching gears just a little bit, Sharif, because, I mean, you're a pretty dynamic, you know, character. Like, you're not mm-hmm. just a business owner. You're also a father. And, you know, you're in a relationship as well. Like, yes, talk sir. about that dynamic and you know how it continuously motivates you and, and look at your business from a different light as well. 
Nah, for sure. Like, just to see my daughter growing up every day motivates me. Like, I, I know that one day she's going to be bigger. She's going to find out who I am. So that's what motivates me daily to just keep pushing, stay positive, and just do it for her, even when it gets hard sometimes. Like, just looking at her, it, it, it switch everything up in a heartbeat. But having my family in home, just a tight-knit unit, is, is definitely is definitely a blessing, and it's, it's motivation daily, mm-hmm. for sure. And, and you said your lady is, uh, like, kind of pretty much helping you in the business oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, like, the back-end brains. Mm. She's insane. Is that, like, would, would you say that if it was to not be that way, mm-hmm. that things would be a little bit more... I don't want to use the word difficult, but a little bit more challenging to kind of main, manage all of these moving parts. Definitely. If she wasn't involved yeah, in definitely, the business. Definitely, for sure, because it's, it's a lot that comes with a business, especially a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. Like you got to order the clothes, wait for them to get in, uh, keep the customers informed. Like, it's just so much that goes into it. So having another person definitely helps, for sure. Facts. And in home, too. In home. And home, right? Because like, it's like, this shit, when starting out, it's it's it leaks in the home Not like for sure it's a baby like you don't just have one child you got two childs you got children right, right? with the business mm-hmm. like it just has different needs but exactly. you still got to nurture it you still got to fulfill orders you got to feed mm-hmm. the business with money you got to right. pump the you got to pump the, the engine and things like that so you know it, it's a lot going on so if you have that partner like you said that's in the house it's definitely a lot easier because that business is going to go into the house. Exactly. That business is going to pour for in sure. there. And it's important to be on the same page, too. How do you, how, how, what, what does that, con- was it always <laughs> like that? Or was there a conversation at one point that you guys had that got you, you both on the same page? All right. So we actually started two separate clothing brands at the same time. Mm. But she, um, like my brand kind of like took off. So she kind of moved away from her brand a little bit just to help me. <clears throat> and then we just been on the same page since then, honestly. And that was back in 2020. Mm. Do you see like uh, an opportunity as So Chosen is growing that you guys would maybe like kind of merge and like bring her brand back into life as like some sort of oh, collaboration? Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's in the making. Yeah, yeah that's in the works. Okay, <laughs> definitely. Okay. That's what's up. That makes sense. What would be like for for you having experienced this, mm-hmm. and you know, you have you know someone who comes to you and they loving your work, but they don't have that 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 luck or that that partner that is as supportive in the business, but they really want them to be, um, the partner may even be showing signs that they would might be interested. Like how do they start off with having that conversation to, you know, make sure that they can get together on the same page? Mm. Yeah, see that is challenging, but honestly you just have to be straightforward and honest with each other. Like what works for one might not work for the other and that's fine. Like, mm. <clears throat> but honestly there's something that can work for the two of you just got to have a conversation. You got to have a conversation. And it might not go the way you want it to at first, but keep having that conversation. Like, just be, I keep preaching patience because that's truly what I stand on. You just got to be patient with each other, patient with the process. Mm-hmm. It'll come together eventually for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you got some other things in, in the works uh, outside of the clothing uh, mm-hmm. clothing brand, like some digital products and things for like sure. that. Uh, what what kind of made you want to take that transition and tell us a little bit more about, you know, what it is? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I launched a digital product called the Brand Building Blueprint, and it's just like a $20 blueprint to help people get started. Like, I packed a lot of information in there. I know it sounds, like, cheap, but I wanted to make it affordable to everybody. Like, literally anybody. Like, you have no excuse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, a lot of people just DM me, like, hey, do you have mentorship? Do you have – they just ask me a lot of questions mm-hmm. around the clothing brand. So I packed in all those questions and gave detailed answers, descriptions, and I left them with actionable steps. That's important. Mm, like, I see a lot of these, these courses and things that are out here, but they don't really leave you with any actionable steps that you could take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, yeah, and that, I mean, that's why it's called the blueprint, right? Exactly. Because you get in the, the, the blueprint on what you need to do. Here's the information, and here's the steps you need to take. Exactly. And each each um, each question or each chapter, I assume, has, mm-hmm. like, a different course of actions that that's you right. need to take. Okay, so I'm 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 interested in in this blueprint, and I mean the first thing I'm I'm trying to you know figure out is what is like how much money do I need to have a side? I mean, granted, we know you started with twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. right, and, and a credit card, mm-hmm. but you know if if you had to start over and do it again, like how much money realistically do I need to have to to start a, a clothing brand? Honestly, that twenty five is enough. Because nowadays you can take $25 and do a pre-order, right? So a pre-order is you ordering a sample of one product, maybe for you or a model you want to have wear it. And that sample will probably be between 25 to 50 bucks. So let me, let me, let me take that 
take a step back. $50, we'll, 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 take, we'll take that one. So you order the one sample, you get the sample in, and then you create content in that sample, like pictures, videos, things of that nature. Even create some emails for your, for your email, marketing li- email marketing list and things of that nature, and we'll get into that too. But um, yeah, you can literally start, I tell people this all the time, but they, they think it's just BS. You could start with one product and take your store and launch it from there. So fast forward after you create the content, you'll post the content, run ads on it. You want to be as transparent as possible in the pre-order process, though, because it's truly a process. Like sometimes people have to wait between two to four weeks. So you want to let anyone who's ordering know that beforehand. You want to give them an update maybe two weeks later. And then when it's almost complete, you want to give them another update. So you just want to constantly be updating them and keep them up to date because no one wants to just spend money and just wait, be wondering mm-hmm. like, what the heck, I just spent a hundred something bucks with this company and the product's still not here. So mm-hmm. it's definitely important to keep them in the flow because that chargeback rate, I'm not sure if you know what a chargeback is. Yeah, when people cancel refund That gets hectic for sure. So you definitely want to be as transparent as possible. But yeah, you don't need that much to start nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're building the brand and you're spending money as soon as you get it. Exactly. And imagine getting a chargeback now, right. you in the draw. That makes sense. That makes sense. So the pre-order process, and I've been hearing a lot about pre-orders and mm-hmm. people sleep on the pre-order game. I mean, even for myself, like with putting out digital products like eBooks, mm-hmm. like you can even do pre-order drops for eBooks and things like that as well. Yeah, and I it's see just people, a, go ahead. It's a good way to build mm-hmm. the funds up before you even put launch the product. Not for sure. Yeah, I see people doing it with master classes too. Like mm-hmm. they'll do a master class and at the end they'll sell the course, but the course is a pre-order. People don't even know that. But. Right. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, just getting creative. These are, again, creative ways exactly. that people can make the dream happen mm-hmm. on limited funds. Pre-orders are a great way. Yeah, you never know. You could run the pre-order and get freaking 100,000 sales. You just never know. You never but know. Starting with $50 to 100,000 or whatever the number is, you just... Even if you only sell 25 people, exactly. but you got a $50 product, right? 25 times 50, you do the math, damn, that's enough to okay. at least get started. <laughs> Come on now. That's enough. For so sure. you, you mentioned something about the email marketing game too. Mm-hmm. Like, is there like, what's the, what's the method for that? Like, is this some secret sauce to like build out an email list to where you can now market to that email list and things like that? For sure. So I run my store on a platform called Shopify. I know they have other platforms out there, but Shopify is an app store with some dope apps in it that help you collect email subscribers and text message subscribers. So there's two apps on Willio and Woohoo. So Willio, they're basically the same thing. So it's a wheel that people could spend when they enter your site. You could put discounts on there and you can control how many times like people fall on a certain discount or whatever the case may be. But in order for them to spend a wheel, they have to enter their email and phone number. So once they enter that, you integrate um, your platforms on the back end, like, like a SMS bump or a Clavio, mm-hmm. the marketing mm-hmm. apps you use right on the back end. So as soon as they enter that, it goes straight to that list. So. Mm. People see that pop up on your website. It looks cool, like it's colorful. However you have it set up and they see discounts 100% off, like you could set it to whatever. And realistically on the back end, it never will probably hit 100% off. You could put it to hit it zero times, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone can land on 10% off, but that's a dope way to collect subscribers. And it makes the process a little bit more fun. Mm. Now you're not the first, the second, the third, or even the fourth person to mention like, not even just a clothing brand, but any type of online brand uh, and products using Shopify. Mm-hmm. Would you say that Shopify is like the tool that you should be using now specifically in your space as a, as a clothing brand? Yeah, no, for sure. And I don't have no sponsors with Shopify, but Shopify is the one. Like, mm. it's, it's everything. Have you used any others in the past? Like nah, other websites? So I'm biased. You are biased. Okay, <laughs> yeah. gotcha, gotcha. No, no, because it's like, at the end of the day, we have so many different business owners on here that, mm. you know, have different types of products from you know, drop shipping to clothing brands to jewelry, all kinds of stuff. And they say they use Shopify. And some even transition from places like Wix or GoDaddy and these Mm -hmm. other website builders as well. But to me, it doesn't sound like it's a coincidence that everybody is saying Shopify. Yeah, Shopify is the one for sure. Now, I have a Wix site. I don't really uh, have a clothing brand, but I have merch on there. And I know for a fact I don't have access to no apps like Willio or, oh, or, or things like that. Yeah, That's you dope. transition on over. <laughs> right. So I, I'm trying to think of what that even looks like, right? What right. that even look like? But I'm not focused on the how. It's probably the who. Come on now. <laughs> it's the who. It's the For who. Sure. So, uh, oh, man. So now once you have that um, that email marketing, uh, like 
what's the trick to email marketing campaigns? Do you have campaigns? Mm-hmm. Are these things just kind of like random where you like send them out some text or some emails and things like that? What, what's the method for that? Yeah, so, I mean, you could do it however you want, but like I have an email list of about 15,000 people now. So what you can do is split them into different segments, like new subscribers, uh, top shoppers, like whatever you want to do. And you could just target that specific uh, segment, like whenever you want. So if I'm feeling good one day and I want to give people like 40% off, like the people who shop the most with me, I'll be like, hey, um, you've just been granted access to the Secret Buyers Club, things of that nature. And here's your 40% off. It's active for the next 30 minutes or whatever the case may be. So I, I kind of go like that with it. I don't have any set campaigns. Like I, I set up an abandoned checkout flow. Like if people abandon the cart, they'll get an automatic email. But it's usually just me going in and manually sending the email. Mm. or a text message gotcha just like when you maybe like launching a new product Product launches yeah things or like uh coupons exactly okay Mm -hmm. that that makes sense but it's always good to just have that like list that you could if instagram twitter anything shuts down you still have that list that people you could target anytime get a text message right away like Mm -hmm. so w that's 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 crazy and i'm sure you go (laughs) even more in depth into these things in the blueprint let's say like i get the blueprint and i like i want to you know crank it up a notch like do you have some opportunities where like you have some more intimate uh, mm-hmm. mentorship opportunities as well yeah i do one-on-one mentorship as well okay for and sure. what what would what, what is like the the main goal and main focus of that one-on-one mentorship just to help like get the most out of me that you possibly can like ask me like just just use me that's what i tell people like mm-hmm. whatever you need i'm here like honestly mm. and that's let me tell y'all like any anybody that is really doing the dash and they offering some type of one-on-one mentorship, you need to not take that lightly. Like, you need to take that shit seriously. I'm For trying sure. to tell y'all because it's not uh, it's not influence. It's not people who out here making money online that is offering one-on-one mentorship anymore. They just not. It's always going to be some type of discord or some type of group coaching, which is, uh, you know, depending on how large the group is, is going to be a pretty large group. So, I mean, just you offering, you know, to work with people on a one-on-one basis, I mean, I'm sure at some point it's going to get cut off because yeah, you're only sure. one person and your exactly. bandwidth is, is is has a certain capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only take two people a month. So to- Oh, two people on a two month? Two people a month, yeah. So that means they really like, they really getting some core yeah. focus out of you. Yeah, and you got to be serious. Like You got to show up ready to work. Like Ready to work. Ready to work. What it, it, So, okay, granted, like I want to get started with you. What mm-hmm. would be like before I get started to show that I'm serious, what are some things I need to have ready so that I can make the most out of your time? Right. So we'll set up a Zoom call and I'll just ask you, like, what you got going on? What are you trying to <clears throat> gain from this and things of that nature? And we'll go from there, to be honest. Mm. Not really too crazy, but I just want to know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to know, like, based off your response, based off of how you acting, like, if you're really serious about this. Do I need to already have a clothing brand? Nah, you don't. I don't I don't have any, like, special requirements like that, but I just need you to be serious because I'm going to really give you some sauce mm. for sure. And so is this, like, some? what are some questions that you ask to, like, be able to tell if, if these – because you do, like, a pre – I'm sure you do, like, a pre-onboarding or pre-call to mm-hmm. vet them out, right? Mm-hmm. What are some questions that you ask to, like, really see if, if, if someone is serious or not? The main question I ask them is, like, what's, what, what are they doing it for, like, What's the why? What are you in this for? What is your why, right? Mm-hmm. And I get all of my answers from there. Just from the why? Just from the why. Damn. Simply. What's the, so what's, what are some red flags? Like what's, all right, what has been the the craziest why answer that you got that was like, oh, yeah, nah, you're not really <laughs> here for the right thing? It wasn't even crazy. It just be like, people be like, ah, uh, well, I don't know. And I'm like, like so where can we go from here? Yeah, like, how's it going to take off? You don't you even know, know it, why you're doing this. I mean, because, I mean, the why is a big part of everything, right? Like the, the, the why is one. how you get your name. The exactly. why is how you get your your audience. Mm-hmm. The why is how you figure out the, the brand identity, the mm-hmm. colors to the logo, everything, right? Literally everything. Damn, that your makes sense. Your motivation, all of that. Everything in one. So, so what if the why was, like, to feed my family? Let's go. That's good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some, like, some bad. What if the why was just, like, just to make some money, like just, just cause I, like, cause you know, you got people like, why do you want this job? Yeah, because I don't got no money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not, you know, I counter it with another question. Like, so what are you going to do with the money? Are you familiar mm. with investing? Are you familiar with saving? Are you <clears throat> familiar with business in general? Mm. Like just general questions like that, just to get a feel. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even, I mean, cause 
you you now are getting familiar with these things as well. Like, mm-hmm. so I can even imagine, like, if I'm not familiar with business and I'm not familiar with, you know, any of these things, it still would be an opportunity there? For sure, yeah. Okay. Definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, this call is on Zoom. Exactly. So you, right there alone, that face to face, you 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 is more than what they say. <laughs> exactly. It's like how they the eye contact you guys are making, yeah. the passion that they speaking with, all that other stuff that kind of allows you to see if they um if they are, are serious. Would you Definitely. consider yourself like an empath, like somebody who can really read emotions and, For sure. and energy yeah, and stuff I like that? I rate people all day long. It's yeah, <laughs> so chosen, you so chosen, chosen. <laughs> right? Hey, that's what's up, man. So, For so sure. Sharif, as we uh, switching gears, uh, I do want to, you know, um, touch on a couple other things, and, and I want to, you know, switch gears to more so some advice, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you starting this this whole process over if you had to, at eighteen year old, at eighteen years old, let's say. What would be some advice you would give 18-year-old Sharif, you know, starting a brand new clothing brand, not knowing where it's gonna go, not knowing how they're gonna how they gonna do it? What would be some advice for them that's gonna really help them take off? All right, so my number one advice would be to just do as much research you can on the space because I jumped in like doing no research, like it was trial and error for me, just making mistakes and learning. But if you can take that time out to learn before you just jump on into the industry, you, you'll definitely be off <clears throat> to a better start than me personally, honestly. Mm. But yeah, just do research in the industry, remain patient because we'll do the research and just kind of feel iffy about it, feel like it's too much sometimes and just shut it all off. And sometimes people will never go back. Sometimes people will go back, but you you honestly just gotta <clears throat> be patient and do that research. For sure. mm-hmm. When you're doing your research, where do you keep all these things organized? Like, are you writing things down in your notes? Do you mm-hmm. have like a, a spread, like spreadsheets? Like, how organized do you get when it comes to like doing research and then creating the plan for applying the research? Yeah, nah, for sure. So I'm old school, so I'm still like pen, notepad, and pen, pen to the pad, pen, flow. pen to the pad. Right, gotcha. Yeah. So I got notebooks on notebooks of just information. And then now, do you have like? being pretty successful, do you have like people in place where, you know, you have people organize things for you and create systems and yeah. create processes my and things like does. that? Yeah, my girl Oh, yeah, you, say, yeah, yeah, you said she, she the back in she yeah, the back in brains. The back in brains. Okay, yes, so she got everything on smash when it comes to the organization. And uh, y'all, you, y'all use, uh, you familiar with Asana? No, I'm not with that. Man, bro, Tim's smiling because he know I love talking about this shit. <laughs> bro, Asana, it might be hands down the best project management tool that I've ever come across. Like, and I mean, I don't have no sponsorship with them. It's a free app, right? So you can really get started for free with that John, but it pretty much allows you to create any type of project and create different board views and different views from calendar views, list views, gotcha. but create like an action plan to where you can bring it from start to finish and see the process of each project, see the process of each task. It's really a powerful yeah, tool. Yeah, I need that, I need that. Yeah, yeah, I'll put you on, bro. I, I'll show you after, you know, after we get off, off uh, set here. Um, I want to put you uh, in, in the hot seat for a quick second, right? Let's do it. Uh, you seen The Matrix? No, nah, I haven't. Man, you are the first person that haven't seen The Matrix. I'm not gonna lie, I've seen it, but I never understood it. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. What well, was it like? Like a long time ago? Yeah, like in school, it was something that the teachers threw on mm. on the screen, but I, I I was not interested at all. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. All right, so just to give you the quick the quick rundown, right? The Matrix is just like it's like a story on how you got people that are literally trapped in this false reality, this falsehood of what they think is real, but the whole time what's actually real is something totally different. And that's when Morpheus, Lawrence Fishburne, pretty much presents Neo with the red pill or the blue pill, mm-hmm. where he can either stay in this false reality and you know work the job and you know stay in this, this trance that he's in, or he can take this other pill and pretty much wake up and start to really make some impact and some changes and help other people wake up, right? Gotcha. So that's the that's the concept of the the whole the whole movie and the whole trilogy, right? I want I want you to be our um, Morpheus, Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. and um, I want you to give us a red pill or a blue pill, an option to take. Like if you take the red pill, this is going to happen. If you take the blue pill, this is going to happen. If you could give us a choice, what would those pill uh, those options be? Mm. Hot, hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to keep it pretty simple. So the red pill will be jumping into entrepreneurship. And the blueprint will be, I mean, the blue pill will be working a regular job. Mm. Any time frames on it? Nah. Just 
right now, in this moment. In this moment. You take the red you? pill, you jump in the entrepreneurship, and then the blue pill is you stay at a nine to five. Let's let's do it. You stay at a nine to five for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You in the entrepreneurship for the rest of your life. So them your options. Them the options. Them the options. <laughs> I like those options. Red pill, entrepreneurship, rest of my life. Nine to five. Blue pill, nine to five, rest of my life. And it's the current, the current nine to five, right? Yes, sir. Wherever you at right now, you stuck. That's where you at for the rest of your life. <laughs> yes, sir. I like that. And so what I'm gonna do, Sharif, I'm gonna put this on the the Facebook, uh, in the Facebook group. I'm gonna put it on uh, Spotify. So if whoever is listening, I'm gonna make that poll. I want you to answer that question honestly. Would because y'all know what jobs y'all have. I get people in my DMs all the time who say like, "Hey, you got any opportunities available?" Because they can't stand a job, right? For sure. So you know what job you have. Would you be okay with that job for the rest of your life or jumping into entrepreneurship for the rest of your life? Now, the entrepreneurship, the caveat <laughs> is that everything ain't going to be figured out, exactly. right? Exactly. You may not be making money for two years. Might sound, might sound easy. <laughs> <laughs> you may not be making money for, for two sure. years, my boy, but you're going to make some money eventually. You're going to have some freedom. So that's the, that's, sure. the, uh, that's the red pill, blue pill. I like those options. And uh, what I'm going to do, Sharif, I'm going to even add you uh, as an expert in our private Facebook community too because I know in there... It's some folks that would love to connect with you. Uh, sure, we even have it. like folks who ask about clothing brands and you know starting and building these brands and you know even the, the beauty about clothing brand designers and, and, and clothing entrepreneurs is the level of creativity it takes to constantly put out new gear and these even these these creative ad campaigns that you guys are putting out. Mm-hmm. Like you guys have access to a part of the brain that most people don't, which makes you guys very good. Um, you know, uh, consultants for just branding in general, for sure. right? So it's not even just, oh, I'm trying to start a clothing brand, How, help me brand it. It's like, I'm trying to build my brand. And you guys are, you know, really good consultants for, you know, just ideas and campaigns and ads and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, I'm really interested to, you know, see the, the impact that you can make with, you know, you know, anybody who's really trying to build a brand out here. And I even want to challenge you with, you know, you know, looking at tapping into that part of your brain as well, because I could already see like you got a ton of ideas that may not always be relevant to a clothing brand. Right. right. So I want the listeners to really tap in with you, Sharice. So if you could, you know, plug yourself in, tell them where they can find you, uh, how they can connect with you and, you know, any special projects or, or, or products that you have that you want people to tap into. Definitely. So you can find me on Instagram at Sharif Gordon. That's S-H-A-R-I-F-G-O-R-D-O-N. <clears throat> and um, you can find my website is www.sharifgordon.com for my digital products. That's pretty much it. Sharifgordon.com for the digital products. And again, if you guys want to tap in with him, I'm like I said, I'm going to make sure that we also add you in that Facebook community too for, sure. uh, for that more intimate connection as well. People can connect with you. Are you on Facebook? Yes. Bet, bet. Well, yeah, you got the Facebook ads podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> got to, got to. Well, yeah. amen, Sharif. It's been a pleasure having you on the platform and telling your story and really inspiring some folks to make some actionable steps and to make some immediate intentional steps towards launching their brands and their businesses out here. For our listeners, I'm super excited to have you all a part of the show week in, week out. You guys show me and tell me the things and the conversations that you guys want me to have, you know, and that's really the reason why I wanted to get this part too, right? We could have stopped at Ted's, but then, man, y'all said y'all wanted more. So I'm like, yo, I know the perfect person. So I had to get my guy Sharif on here. And, and man, you, you really you really lit up the mic. So I appreciate you for dropping some gems and just being open and vulnerable about, you know, everything that you got going appreciate on. So with that being said, guys, just remember to keep focused, build momentum, and drive results so you can live abundantly. Peace. Peace.